What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the Raw, Real and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. Little life update fam, I am still in Bali, obviously, having so much more fun now that all of my girlfriends are back or are coming back. My first two months in Bali, I really went out of my way to make sure that I intentionally surrounded myself with female friendship and I created such an incredible, essentially, girl gang that surrounded me the first two months. I had such a good time. And literally the first three and a half weeks of being back this time around, no one's been here. I was like, this is shit. This was so much more fun when everyone was here. And this is the importance of being surrounded by a like-minded community. And I was going through something which you're going to hear about today. And I just could not be fucked going out and making new friends. I was like, my friends are coming back. I'm going to ride this out. They'll be here and I just can't be bothered in the energy that I am in right now. I just wanted to put my head down into work, bum up and just not be socializing. So today, I know a lot of you have been asking me because you have heard me say his name frequently throughout the past few episodes and also in my Instagram story. So I know a lot of you are wondering what has actually been going on. Jake and I essentially attempted to see if we could make our relationship work after our breakup. And that was a big part of the reason for me sitting that seven-day breathwork retreat that you all saw me on. Jake and I have decided to complete the attempt to make it work after what really felt inside of me a huge energetic tug of war, not truly knowing which way to go or actually hearing internally which way I'm meant to go, but really fighting that truth, which is essentially the state that I have been in the past 12 months. And as you're listening to this very raw, real, vulnerable share today, what I desire for you to get from it for yourself is to sit in a place of reflection and ask, what energy are you making your decisions from? And what are your decisions, your choices, your thoughts? What are they saying to the universe about your life, about your pleasure and about your desires? It was that very question that supported me to make this very hard decision. And so you will hear in the episode today that it was raw, it was real, it was vulnerable. I actually recorded this intro a week after I recorded that podcast. So I will be honest and share with you that I was in the sad phase of grieving then, and then I've kind of gone through the wave of sadness to acceptance to the euphoria of, oh my God, this is the right aligned decision. Today, I really sat in the anger. (laughs) So it has been one time, one hell of a ride that I have been on, just wave surfing my emotions like a motherfucker. And yes, just beyond my authentic expression that I know you all receive so much from all on itself to give you the permission to go out and express yourself courageously and authentically in any given moment. What I really desire for you to get from this episode is the reflection question of what energy are you coming from when it comes to your decisions and what the fuck are those decisions saying about your desires and your pleasure. If you love this episode, please screenshot it, share it to your story, tag me so that I can share it as well and so that I can connect with you. This is one hell of an episode. Strap yourself in. Let's fucking go. I am going to start this what could be a very vulnerable solo podcast episode by asking you a question. And I would love for you to ask yourself through the decisions that you are making in your life. 
What unspoken signals are you sending to the universe? I have really been sitting in that question lately. And to give you some context, I know you all know that Jake and I completed our relationship in April and we have actually been seeing if we can make it work since then. Jake came to Bali six weeks after our breakup, which really left it very open, the door. It was very hard to close the door knowing that he was coming. And then we had an incredible time when he was here in Bali. We had an amazing time. Yeah, we got to, oh, I didn't think I cried straight away. We got to experience adventure. We haven't had a holiday since we've gotten together. You know, our relationship was cultivated in COVID. We've both been building businesses. He built a new business. Jake is very time poor, even though he always makes time for me. But there wasn't a lot of space to travel and experience life. So in the time that he was here, we really got to, oh, I really didn't think I was going to do this. We really got to do all of those things. And it was amazing. We got to experience that aliveness that I feel I've been craving in my life as a whole and I've been desiring from our relationship and it was just the most beautiful time, you know. Jake really is my best friend, so this is really hard. But after that, obviously, I got to experience Jake in a different environment that wasn't just Perth and wasn't just him working and wasn't just, again, I referenced Matt Kammer's podcast episode. And if you haven't listened to it yet, I really recommend that you do. There was something that he said about calling in an aligned partner. And one of the pivotal key pillars to ensure that you're actually aligned is stages of life. And now Jake is building his businesses in Perth where he is hands-on, on the floor, building his businesses, building his community, working so hard and doing an incredible job of it. Remember, I'm four years older than Jake and I have, I don't really want to call it a laptop lifestyle, even though that's essentially what it is. I have a beautiful business that I have worked what feels like my entire life. I've been working to be an entrepreneur since I was 21. I know I've only had this business for three and a half years, but I've been working on it since the age of 21 to be able to set myself up for success in such a way that I can pick up my laptop and run my business from anywhere in the whole entire world. And so, Jake and I got together in COVID when we couldn't go anywhere. And because we couldn't go anywhere, I didn't really think about going anywhere. And after two years of just working, that really served me for a period of time. Obviously, it gave this beautiful business its incredible legs. And then I realized, and I've shared this with you in the past as well, that me supporting other women to live their big, alive, aligned lives while I'm just sitting behind a laptop, not fully enjoying mine, that doesn't feel fully in integrity. It doesn't feel fully congruent. Me just sitting in an office serving women, supporting women to love and deeply accept themselves. Yes, it's fulfilling, but if I'm not doing that for myself at the same time, it feels like I'm rubbing myself. There was this question that I had for a period of time that was like, what about me? What about my life? What about my enjoyment? And then I know for a period of time, I was like, look at all these women that I'm helping like live their lives. I would get messages from these women telling me, I love you, Beck. You've changed my life, Beck. And I love receiving that. And I could hear a voice in the back of my mind say, what about you, Beck? What about your life, Beck? What about you loving you, Beck? What about you living for you, Beck? And so when the borders opened last year and I went on that retreat for my 34th birthday to Byron Bay, it kind of was that sense of freedom of, oh my God, I remember what me living my life for me actually feels like beyond just working. And 
I feel I did really share with Jake, maybe not to the degree that I do travel. I did share with him when we got together. I, prior to my relationship and prior to COVID, I used to travel one, two, three, four, five times a year. But it's very hard when you form your relationship in COVID. And I'm sure if you've been a COVID relationship, you will understand. You can say something to someone, but people believe our actions. So that action was, hey, I'm happy to just stay at home and watch Netflix. I actually hate watching TV. <laughs> I never watch TV. When I'm on my own, I watch no TV. Jake loves watching TV. And I'm not saying he's ever asked me to do anything that isn't in alignment with me. But there were certain habits that I picked up throughout COVID that don't actually serve me and how I live my life now. And so we got to experience Bali together. We got to experience this aliveness together. We had the best time. I got to see Jake in an environment outside of Perth and see his joy. He's like the happiest, most like Jake, oh, Jake has the most beautiful heart. He's the kindest, nicest sweetest, most masculine. I've never met a man that is so manly, but also so sweet and not needy. And you know how you meet men who are sweet and it comes off needy? I've just never met a man who does it like Jake does, how he's so sweet and it's so alluring. I just love, love that about him. There's so many things that I just love, 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 love about Jake. And that has probably been my biggest frustration and my biggest internal war that I've been on. So we had Bali. The breakup alone felt like a war for myself. And I feel like I can literally describe it as a rope inside of me. And it's like tugging each way. It's like pulls me one way. And then the other part of me pulls me back. And it's constant pull, 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 pull. And I can hear this voice. And I've said this to Jay that's like, just for now, I don't know about forever. I'm not here to fucking paint forever for me or for him but I can hear this voice that says right now it's not Jake like set your relationship free and then I can hear this voice afterwards it's like I don't want to and so we had the breakup we knew that he was coming in six weeks that really felt so hard it's so hard to gain closure because I do believe after a breakup you do need to cut communication but knowing that he was coming it was like even if I wanted to, and there was so much emotion for me, then it was so raw and so real. And oh my God, ripping this person that I, like I said, Jake is my best friend. We speak to each other every single morning. We say goodnight to each other every single night. We call each other one, two, three, four times a day. He's the person that is just so baked into my life that when I wake up in the morning, the first thought that comes to my mind is Jake, because that's what my life has been for three years. And I've also really loved that. But there's been certain key pillars of life that have just felt so unfulfilling and certain key aspects of our relationship that have really needed work on. And so Bali was beautiful when he came, but what I realized upon reflection is all of a sudden I got to have my perfect fantasy. I got to have Jake here in Bali with me, experiencing life, living, and you know that I'm craving aliveness. So our passion and our intimacy really was heightened. It was just the exact way that I desire our relationship to be. It was beautiful. And so then after that, obviously we said, well, it's possible. What we desire to experience with each other is possible. We had it for five days. We have this trust and this loyalty and this companionship. And those pillars are so strong. It's so hard to A, leave a relationship when someone is your best friend, B, when there's so much loyalty and so much trust and so much safety. But for me, the aliveness and the adventure and the passion and the intimacy that I'm craving, like my woman is literally yearning, 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 yearning for it. Like, oh, I feel like 50% of my thoughts are all about work. 
and the other 50% of my thoughts are all about sex. I think I was definitely a sex goddess in a past life. I think about sex fucking all the time. I don't know who I was saying it to the other day. I'm like, I either think about sex or work. I don't think there's anything else that goes on in my mind. Oh, what time will I exercise? What do I feel like eating? Sex and work. (laughs) If you had little bubbles coming out of Rebecca's head, that is what the fuck is going on inside of this. And so Jake is working so hard to build his kingdom. And he's like, really? That's what you think about? I'm thinking about work all the time. Work and work and work and work and work and work and work. I'm like, no, no, I'm thinking about adventure, passion, aliveness, intimacy, and getting fucked. (laughs) And so what I've realized in this is I have had to push my needs to the side, even though he's been so willing to meet them and tried so hard. And something that he said to me recently was, Everything at the moment beyond him working so hard on what he's building right now feels like a distraction from his mission. And I really can see that and can really respect that and understand that he's four years younger than me. I literally consciously chose to get in a relationship with someone who is four years younger than me. And so he's at a stage in his life that is four years before where I was. And now I'm 35. And I was actually saying this to my nervous system mentor the other day. I was like, 35 feels a lot older, a lot more mature than 31. At 31, I was not landed in my relationship. At 31, I was not thinking, fucking soon I'm going to be having babies. 31, I was not thinking of the really important things. And I'm not talking about women being ticking time bombs at all. I don't buy into that. I know I'm going to be a mother. I believe so strongly in my soul I will be a mother. I believe my body is so healthy, so fit, so fine. She can birth her own babies and... I am so unattached to how I become a mother. So if I don't feel ready yet for children, I'm not going to rush myself into that process. And if I can't naturally birth my own babies, I'll adopt. I'll surrogate. There will be a way that I become a mother. I know that for sure. But I'm really thinking about some very, very important things, including, well, if I'm going to be having babies in three, four, five, six years, that means right now, I don't really have one, two, three years to sit and purr and waste and wait. And so when Jake reflected to me that things like adventure and passion and intimacy, whilst he's a yes to them at the moment are a big distraction from his mission. And for me, I was like, hold on, passion, intimacy and aliveness are the main things that I'm here for right now at age 35. Like if I don't have them, if I'm not receiving them, I feel like I'm wasting my life away waiting on something that might not come through. And that to me feels like a no in my body. And so I really had to sit with, well, if I go back to Perth, because I did go back to Perth, I completed my two months in Bali and I went back to Perth for two weeks. And Jake and I had a lovely time. It was beautiful. I was with my best friend, but Perth, beyond my time that I spent with Jake, just shut down my energy. I felt bored. I didn't see beauty when I looked in the mirror. I felt frumpy. I felt annoyed. I felt stagnant energy. I felt like, what the fuck am I doing here? I hired a co-working space and I drove. I was like, I'm being such a fucking grown up right now. I'm like, bitch, you've got a business. You are a grown up. I'm like, no, no, no. I know real adult things. I put on boots. I wore nice clothes. I put on a third coat. And then I drove, (laughs) drove to my co-working space to do my work for the day. And I just thought to myself, this just isn't the aliveness that my soul is begging for. And so I left again for this breathwork retreat. And again, I've been in such conflict. Oh my God, I love Jake, but it's not Perth. 
And he's telling me that the things that I most desire right now are a distraction from his mission, even though he's a yes to them. Am I not listening to the words that he's saying? He's literally saying the things that you most want right now, he's a yes to them later. And you know internally that you're not a yes to later, you're a yes to yes right now. What if later it doesn't come? What if I get hit by a bus tomorrow? What what if I do, like touch wood, rubbing, rubbing the table right now, what if I get hit by a bus tomorrow and I didn't receive the aliveness, the intimacy, the adventure, the pleasure, waiting on something that may or may not ever eventuate? And so then I thought to myself, what is this tug of war? And I'm like, well, if the intimacy was there, that would probably have me stay in Perth and I would never leave. I know I would never leave. I'm not saying that our intimacy isn't beautiful. It is. He's amazing. And there's a depth that I'm yearning for. Like the women who are listening are going to understand there's a depth of intimacy that we all crave. And I know I can access it. I know I have accessed it many, 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 many times. It's very hard to access that depth with a man who is overworked and very stressed. And so that man can try and try and try and try and do a really good job. But if most of his thoughts are consumed with thoughts about work, then the depth isn't possible. It's not that he's not capable. It's not that he doesn't want to. He's just at this stage in his life, that depth he's unable to give me. And I'm desiring it. I'm desiring it so badly. My soul is a yes to it. And then I've sat with conflict. Like, why? Like, why can we love each other so much, respect each other so much, be best friends and not have this? And I don't know. I don't know if God is not allowing us to have that together because I'm not meant to be in Perth right now. Because if we had that depth, I would never leave Perth. I feel literally, this is going to be a really honest confession, I feel like I would be Rebecca circa 25 years old where I just love my partner and I'm all about them and who they are and what they need and just pouring, 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 pouring into him and forgetting myself on my mission. And so I don't know. I keep anchoring to my beliefs. What is meant for me will never miss me. And I trust God wholeheartedly, which means as much as I have wanted it, I have wanted this with him so badly. God has not allowed it to occur for us. So maybe, maybe it's not because we both don't want it. Maybe it's not because we both don't love each other, but maybe it's just because I'm not meant to be in Perth and God had to put this roadblock in the way to make sure that I leave. And again, if we could experience the adventure, those two pillars are so important to me, intimacy and adventure, that if I had one or the other, I could stay committed to doing all the hard work on the things that we need to build that relationship. But every time I've tuned into our wedding day, there's this part of me that contracts inside of like, I don't have certainty without the adventure, without the intimacy, I don't have certainty. So when I thought about, okay, well, how about I stay in Bali until I go to America in October because I'm supporting Preston's work again. And then I come back after October and I move back to Perth and I get a rental in Perth And Jake and I get a beautiful apartment in South Perth together because we love South Perth. And I get a pool and I make sure it's the lifestyle that I love and he can go to work and I can make sure that I plan things so we get the adventure. And when I think about signing that lease without the adventure, without the intimacy, I experience contraction again. And so for me, that was the clues that I required, that I desired to know you don't actually have the certainty to make this decision right now. And going back to Perth is literally you saying to the universe that you're willing to sacrifice the two things that matter most to you because he is telling you right now as much as he wants to give you that he does not have capacity for it he wants to give it so hard having the person that you love tell you i want to give you everything you want just right now 
I do not have the capacity to give it to you. And after I did my breathwork training, and the reason that I did that seven-day breathwork training was to support me to have clarity around this tug of war that was going on. Love someone so much. What I desire right now isn't available. Am I being a good girlfriend? Wouldn't just a good girlfriend sacrifice these two things and stay in Perth and stay committed to my partner and his mission? But if I stay committed to my partner and his mission, am I self-abandoning and abandoning mine? Oh my God, but all my girlfriends tell me that good men don't exist and I don't even fucking buy into this. And I'm like so anti-buying into this, but I'm like, oh my God, Jake is such a good man. He's such a loyal man. He's such a loving man. He's such a trustworthy man. We have the same fun. We like the same things. We love sport. We love boxing. We love Muay Thai. He's my best friend. Am I really going to leave such a good person? What if another good person just like Jake doesn't exist? And then even hearing that thought, I thought to myself, you can't fucking choose Jake from lack, Rebecca. You choose Jake because you fucking love Jake and you're committed to Jake, not from just in case another good man like Jake does not exist. And that to me was like a epiphany of where else in my life am I making decisions from lack? So do I choose Jake because I choose Jake or do I choose Jake because other good men like him might not exist? And then what? You're willing to sacrifice adventure and intimacy even though they're the top two things that are most important. So your relationship, loyalty and safety, friendship, Those two buckets are filled and overflowing, fucking amazing. Aliveness and intimacy, not possible with his work schedule right now. At 35, am I willing to sacrifice that? And my answer was no. My answer was no. And if I did, I asked myself, what am I saying to the universe? I knew that they had to be sacrificed to fulfill this relationship at this time right now. And what signal Is that sending the universe if I made that choice? And now I'm not saying that I know what the future holds. I know Jake and I had a really honest conversation. He said, I don't know any couples that come back from a break. And we've completed and we've completed saying let's break contact for three months because otherwise it's just going to be entangled and it's going to be too hard to create a beautiful and clean separation. And this is only a recent decision after breath work. We really did try really hard to make it work. And that's one thing that I said to him as well. You know, it really is such a testament to our love and the love that we have for each other that we were so willing to try and find a way to make this work given the different circumstances and the different stages of life that we're both in. And I know what I really, really, really need. And I know what I need to feel really settled and landed fully landed like two feet in the fucking swimming pool in a relationship and it's interesting because three years ago when we first got together I was still so guarded and so armored from everything that happened in that relationship 10 years ago that it was hard to trust and hard to open and hard to reveal and hard to lean in and hard to have open-hearted sex so the depth that I'm yearning for now, maybe I wasn't desiring it then, but I wasn't willing to reveal that part of me to be able to even give him an opportunity to give me that because I've been so hurt by relationship. That was my deepest pain that I had ever experienced. And so three years later at 35, I didn't think about asking, what is your vision? I didn't think about asking about when we're going to have children, even though I knew that we wanted to have children, even though I knew that we had such common aligned values. We didn't really sit down and truly speak about vision because this penny drop of, oh my God, 
I'm 35 and I desire vision with my partner to see where we're going, see where we're growing. We're not like, oh my God, I'm so in love with you. And I actually love that about our relationship to a degree. I challenge it all the time. Am I meant to feel that way? I just love, I just love Jake. Whereas that partner 10 years ago, it was almost like this obsessive, infatuated love that I do not want to access. But one thing that we spoke about was, can we grow in love together? Can we grow in our intimacy? Can we grow in our adventure and our aliveness? Can we grow in all these things that we desire to experience? And our answer was yes. Yes, we fucking can. And not right now because his life, the stage of life that he is literally presented with is saying no to that, is saying no to those two things that I can't say no to, that I can't live without. Because without them, this is the key thing, fam. When I deny my needs, when I say, okay, Jake is such a good man and I love him so much and I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait it out. When I deny the two things that are most important to me, then I get triggered. Then I get frustrated. Then I'm non-supportive. Then I pick fights. Then we have many arguments. Well, that doesn't lead to intimacy and we end up on this hamster wheel because the woman, because Rebecca chose not to honor what is most important to her. And so the seven-day breath work, I went into it to really cut the cord with that internal tug of war that I had been experiencing. I was so frustrated, the push-pull, push-pull. Is it Jake? Is it not Jake? But I love Jake, but not right now with Jake. But I love Jake with stages of life with Jake. But, 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 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like a fucking tennis match in my body, in my mind, in my heart, in my soul. Literally just questioning myself, like, what is going on with my sanity? How can I feel in one moment? It's Jake. And the next moment be like, But Rebecca, you can't. You're literally going to feel every time I felt about going back to Perth, I could feel the energy in my body shut down. So I'd be like, it's not, but it's not Jake. It's just not, not Perth. And then how can we make it work? And then he feels abandoned because I'm not there supporting him. And I did the breath work with the intention to receive clarity around the direction and to be able to cut that cord. And I wouldn't even say that the breath work fully did it, except the breath work really rose to the surface my deep desires, my deep needs for this aliveness, for this intimacy, and to be able to communicate that even more powerfully, like to really sit in what the fuck is even intimacy to me. Like intimacy is a Sunday morning lying in bed fucking all morning. I love that. And I was able to really think about what have I really pushed down because he's busy and I don't want to add more to his play and he doesn't have capacity for that right now. And to get really clear on Rebecca, what is it that you're really desiring that if you don't give permission to this, you're going to feel really frustrated at yourself for not actually honoring? And so as I sat in that, then I was able to communicate that more powerfully to him. And when I was able to communicate that more powerfully to him, he was able to say to me, as I already shared with you in this episode, I'm such a yes, but the capacity for it right now just isn't possible. And that to me was my own internal knowing of, I have no idea what the future holds, but God will never take from me what is meant for me. What is meant for me will always find its way to me. So no matter what, I get to always anchor to my beliefs about life and remember that the first thought is my intuition and every thought that comes after that is my fear. And so I could hear the thought. I've probably heard the thought for a long time now. I've tried to justify the thought and ask myself if I'm not working hard enough and the thought could be rewritten and I don't want to be one of those people that just relationship hops. I want to be that person that has that incredible relationship where they've gone through the challenges and they've stuck by their partner and am I not being that by exiting right now? And then every single time that the two things that I require and desire the most were met with, yes, later, but my capacity for it right now is very thin. 
that to me was the answer that I needed to be at peace with. I have no idea what the future holds for either of us. I trust God will look after me and him both, 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 both. And I'm so proud of the both of us to have such a beautiful and loving. And I think I've had two like filler boyfriends where I didn't love them. So I was just like, how do I break up with these people? And I've had two boyfriends that I really loved and both of them ended so horrifically. I got punched in the head with a closed fist and knocked unconscious by my first boyfriend. I was madly in love with him. And then I cheated on the last one after breaking up with him twice. And then the friend that I cheated on him with lied to me about an STI and gave me herpes. So both of my breakups have been traumatic and fueled with shame. And this breakup has been beautiful and loving and gentle and respectful. And yeah, I said to Jake, I wish I wish he'd done something shit like cheat on me so I could just be like, what a loser and not love you and not speak to you again. But that's not the way it worked out. It just was so beautiful and so, so kind and so sweet. And so I'm really proud of the both of us to care and love each other so much and complete in this beautiful way, which I don't know. I know it's definitely not as hard as the shameful traumatic breakups, but leaving someone that you really, really love and wishing, even though I really trust God, I trust God so much, just like wishing that things were different right now, that like Jake could just travel the world with me and create businesses all around the world with me. You know, he has the same skill set as mine. And then also reminding myself that my dream is my dream, but I can't want someone to have the same dreams as me. And I think a powerful partner really supports their partner and their partner's dream as well. But then if one has to self-abandon their own dream in the face of another, then that's when I believe the stage of life is actually truly conflicting and the hard decision gets to be made so that both can experience peace and fulfillment in the long run. Fam, I hope that you loved listening to today's episode just as much as my vulnerable heart loved recording it. I would really love for you to sit in the question around the energy and the message that you are sending the universe through the actions and the decisions you either are or are not making and taking right now. If you loved this episode, please screenshot it, share it to your story and tag me so that I can connect with you and reshare it myself. I hope you have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Let's fucking go. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode.